the Breeders' Cup Euro Shippers edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a deposit match bonus up to $100. Brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast, they just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And, folks, as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. Host Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. I got ice all over my body, looking like a snowman. Big rocks in the grill, dancing like a slow jam. My chain's so heavy, I'm walking like an old man. Try me, you. And this is, uh, I, I'll go ahead and say probably one of like my four happiest days of the year, uh, because ladies and gentlemen, joining me from across the pond on today, the first day of the month. All the way from Newcastle, England, a proud Northern monkey. Ladies and gentlemen, Malcolm Bamford. Mal, always great to see you. Welcome to the show. A very proud Northern Monkey Chase. Um, mate, it's great to be here. I've already laughed out loud five times at you, and we've been recording one minute and ten seconds. Yeah, it's one of my favourite days of the year, too. Um, I'm just saying to you before we got started that I've been a little bit out of touch with the racing, um, just with doing a gazillion other things. Uh, so I really enjoyed... Um, opening my laptop a few days ago and getting stuck back into it, yeah. Um, Because I know you charged me with looking at the European horses that are coming across to Santa Anita this weekend. So that is what I have done. And I've really enjoyed it, mate. So, yeah, looking forward to it even more than I was now. Yeah, like Mal said, uh, he's become my staple for Breeders' Cup Week to come and take a look at the European horses. Uh, The reason being, of course, the difference between a... Uh, losing ticket and a life-changing score on Breeders' Cup Saturday might just be one of these European horses. And as Mal will attest, since no one in the aisles has a fucking stopwatch or cares about (laughs) times because their tracks do loop-de-loops, they're like an X Games, like street skateboard course, pretty much. You need the help. You need the, the people who will take a look at trips and everything. It's interesting that you mentioned like you're getting stuck back in, like, is it hard for you to jump back in? Do you have to kind of like retrain yourself a little bit? I feel like that sometimes it's almost like I, I know what I'm doing, but I feel just kind of like off before, you know, when I have to sit out for a little bit. Not really. It's it's kind of like muscle memory. It's the same stuff, but with different animals. But and once you know how to do it, it's just, yeah. if you see if you got back in a car after 10 years, you'd know roughly what you were doing. So you're immediately looking at things you can draw a line through. Um form lines you're looking at the big meetings you're going back through ascot and then the arc meeting and things like that um i know there's been a there's been a fun little twitter account which sort of shows weird photos of british race horses and i've tagged you in a few over the last six months because yeah. there's some i mean there's one where it's so they're so far in the dip 
that you can't see kind of the finish line. And I tell right. you, it's like a horse roller coaster almost. I think that was Chepstow. Um, but no, it's um, it's muscle memory. Like in, once you look at a race card, and then you get the enthusiasm. Oh yeah, okay, I see what's going on here. I can rule that one out. I don't like right. that one. And yeah, and you you start on the right track towards a winner, uh, and the enthusiasm builds. It's brilliant, mate. Brilliant. So you being uh, an excellent baseball handicapper has not yet like run its course for novelty. Uh, with me yet how's your with the world series being played and everything how's your baseball season playoffs how they how are they going well it's almost as if geez you had an angle in on this because on the 22nd of november last year uh me and the boys did have a way too early 2023 um baseball podcast and i gave out the arizona diamondbacks at 75 to 1 as my play this year um and i'm sitting on a 66 to 1 ticket right now um but it does look like it's going to go a little bit tits up. But it's a decent effort. I mean, it's not a bad effort. I've got all the way to the World Series. I'm not dead yet. I might be dead in 15 hours' time, but I'm still alive. Yeah, and I've, it's, it's been really good fun. And I do, it, I still get a little bit of imposter syndrome, like handicapping baseball with this accent. I'm forever grateful. There's a lot of people allowing me to do it. Um, but yeah, the um, the futures, and I've, I'm definitely getting a handle on it. What I'm starting to do now is I'm starting to get the baggage that I never used to have with baseball, like the fandom baggage. Yeah, um, yeah. I started complaining about Philly fans last weekend. Well, <laughs> I don't give a shit about Philly fans. They've never come on my radar before. Not interested. And then all of a sudden, I'm starting to... It's, it's like year seven or year eight now, and I'm starting right. to get a little bit of baggage coming with me. So it's, uh, it's a movable feast, Chase. I saw a great video uh, the other day, and it was uh, just a guy catching uh, Philly fans' reactions as they were when coming they out. When they came out, it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you get that <laughs> banana? I took it from a homeless guy. Um, yeah. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, man. That's, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, if, if I called the Arizona Diamondbacks to just even make the World Series, much less the playoffs – probably i'm i'm you know as soon as that ta- ticket cashes i'm rolling into the bar like yeah if you like I did not know that was the third line of that song, Chase. Is that really what it is? Yeah, if you like making love at midnight and the dunes of the Cape, which is where he parks his sex his sex yacht, more than likely. Um, <laughs> so, Mal, let's go ahead. Let's jump in. Let's talk about some of these races. I was going to pull up the scratches uh, and could not find them in a hurry with my thumbs. So let me just say uh, the ones that I know off the top of my head. Uh, let's see. Echo Nero drops out of the BC Juvenile. Uh, I believe we had an- another one come out of the uh, the BC Dirt Mile. Yeah, Algiers. Uh, yeah. And that, I think those were the two that I know. Also, uh, very sad news I just read. Go Rocket Ride, uh, who uh, I-, I believe was injured in training uh, earlier this week, or I can't remember what the exact story was, but has passed away, uh, which is – can we have just one weekend horse racing where just calamitous shit, trifling calamitous shit doesn't go down? Uh, it's very sad news. Very sad news for the connections. You always kind of feel it whenever, uh, whenever things like that happen. But let's talk about happier things, and that is racing. Let's talk Friday. We're going to kind of 
span the gap here between Friday and Saturday to take a look at all these big races with the Euros. We've got the BC Juvenile Turf Sprint. You've got two here that I'm going to let you uh, expand upon. Uh, big Ebbs and, and Cherry Blossom. Big Ebbs, I know, is one that I'm a, a, a big fan of. But tell me uh, tell me a little bit more about Big Ebbs and uh, maybe why I should be looking at Cherry Blossom. The first thing that struck me when I went through this whole card is that the monopoly of these big stables seems to be getting more and more. The last, we've done this three or four years running now, and there's always the Godolphin horses, there's always the O'Brien, the Coolmore horses. Um, but there's very often quite a few sort of smaller local trainers, so many Northern English trainers, all the Yorkshire stables and stuff, and there seems to be a lot less of them. And it's it's annoying. I hate when you turn on the racing on a Saturday and there'll be a big race from Ascot and you've got three Godolphin horses, you've got three um, of the, the big Irish ones and maybe one other. And it's starting to look a little bit like this. So there wasn't as much sort of fun stuff around. Yeah. Um, this it's kind like of, you get you get your couple of Godolphins, you get a couple Shaddies, you get a couple a couple yeah. Coolmores. Like it, it, Judmonts, you get your your yeah, like two or three Judmonts all represented. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I, I I also picked up on that too. The Irish racing's terrible for it, like absolutely awful. It's like there's only three owners in the whole of the country. So you've got Big Ebbs here. He's seven to two. Um, Charlie Appleby trains. Tom Marcond takes the ride. Um, Tom Marcond. He's part of racing's golden couple here. Um, he's married to Holly Doyle, who's an outstanding jockey. Um, oh, yeah. Big Ebbs, uh, three for five. But the three wins have all come on sort of ground with a little bit of cut in it, uh, sort of soft ground, heavy ground. Um, he won in soft at Goodwood, soft at Doncaster. Did win on good ground at Ascot. Um, now, that doesn't mean he can't win, but it doesn't make me want to bet on him either, because that... If you can go on that ground, it, it, it kind of really is a specialty. Um, so I would maybe look elsewhere than Big Ebbs. Um, and Cherry Blossom, I'm just not keen on. Again, this is the Aidan O'Brien horse, Ryan Moore. Um, his only win was in a maiden um, at the Curra, which isn't the strongest form here. And he's been running over further, running over six and seven furlongs. So I just think we know that the Americans will be speedballs. Um, so if Cherry Blossom, who is 10 to 1, um, like I say, running over further, I'm not sure about this drop back in distance and the, the pace from stall eight. I'm not sure that the pace will be there from stall eight. So neither of these um, I was particularly keen on, Chase. So you can have one of your American horses to win this. I did say that I, I, I was talking to Jessica Tugwell yesterday and I was like, I think this might be the best chance. Uh, she's like her pedigree expert, you know, talking about okay. the two-year-olds. Uh, and I was like, this is, this might be the the best chance I think an American has to win a, a turf race this weekend. And it, it's going to be in that sprint. Cause I mean, cause the funny thing is the, the horse that, you know, I think probably has the best chance Crimson Advocate goes across the pond, wins at Ascot ships back for this. Um, what's funny is the, the one European horse that I actually like quite a bit, uh, has the most just American ass, uh, pedigree to it. It's a Malibu moon horse out of a, uh, quality, uh, road mare, uh, valiant force, the 10 with William Buick for Adrian, uh, Adrian Murray. Uh, and that's, I noticed that it had the win over good. And I'm glad that's so glad that you brought th this up. Uh, I don't think people understand just how different turf racing is over there versus turf racing over here. Like these surfaces are going to make a difference. Very rarely do we run people, you know, horses on soft 
unyielding. Hell, we'll take races off of good. They run on everything because they would have to cancel the majority of their racing. Yeah, especially in Ireland. If they, when you see the going described as yielding in Ireland, it's it's bottomless. It's the swimming races. Like, um, it's incredible. And it is. It's a different discipline. It's an absolute different discipline. The last six or seven weeks in this country has been horrible with the um, with the weather. It's been really wet and stormy. There's been a lot of um, horses pulled out of races. Loads of racing off. Um, but it does. Suit, it's really good when you're a handicapper because you can look back through a horse's form and find one that four years ago won on heavy at Doncaster, and that's the one. And it'll pop up again four years later because of the rain. Um, and I do find it a little bit easier to. Um, to put a line through that horse you're talking about, um, is it Valiant Force? Um, I mean, last yeah. time that ran at Doolville, heavy going on the 20th of August. Um, but the time before that, won on good to firm and Ascot. So, um, I'm guessing what I mean, what's the course going to be like? Did genuine firm ground? Is it going to be able to hear the who's rattling here, Chase? Say that again. I'm sorry. Well, you're going to be able to uh, hear the horse's hooves rattling. Um, is it going to oh, be? Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll be, they'll be. They'll be thundering. It'll it'll sound like they're running on bongos uh, in the okay. you know over over on the west coast. Yeah, it stays it stays pretty quick. It's it's going to be very different for a lot of these horses, and it's something that we kind of caught. Like I I remember you mentioning last year how kind of bottomless some of the the race courses had been uh, because of the the kind of the same thing of the rain. Yeah, and it's kind of it became something that I keyed in on as in terms of who runs on good turf, European good turf. And who, you know, who can make the, the transition over? Um, and we we even connected on a pretty good horse in the uh, in the turf uh, coming in second with Stone Age because of it. So I'm glad that you brought that up because it's definitely something that I was going to hit on. By the way, I need to hit on something from our new friends. That's right. New friends at Prize Picks. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10 and a combo of three points made plus receptions. You can go higher or lower there. Want to play alongside some of PrizePix's favorite players? Like rapper Meek Mill? Do you want to see how you stack up to Philadelphia's own Meek Mill? I don't, but you can. You can... Now find Community Plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com SGPN code SGPN. Prize Picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy and don't forget the mma gambling podcast just launched their youtube channel in honor we're giving away an mma, ga- MMA gambling podcast hoodie to one lucky winner head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash mma make sure to subscribe to the mma gambling podcast on youtube all right got to get my uh post uh ad read uh hydration break in here yo i just bought a dinosaur like nicholas cage uh- Hey, what happened? Hey, what's going on? Back to it. Uh, so I, I'm curious. I just want to start being all incredibly uh, either patriotic or xenophobic with us thinking that an American win the juvenile turf. Uh, let's talk about the juvenile Phillies turf. Uh, you've got two here that that you brought up. Uh, tell me what you think about some of these uh, shippers for the uh, the juvenile Phillies. Yeah, there's two here that I really like um, so much. So I might even put a little exactor up. 
I know we like the numbers game. So the little six and nine or nine and six. Exactly. The number nine here is Carla's way. Um, who is Simon Crisford's um, inmate. James Doyle takes the right. So this horse, there's a couple of reasons I like it. One on its debut at Doncaster, and then disappointed at Royal Ascot, um, but had wind surgery after that um, disappointment at the Royal Meeting. Came back after a break, won a new market Group 2 race on the 29th of September. So I really like the profile. The horse is picking at the right time. And because of that break that it had through the surgery, hasn't had too busy a year. These are young horses. Um, and November, it's not a great time for two-year-olds who've been on the go in this country since April. Well, an enforced break for Carla's way means she hasn't got as many miles on the clock. Um, so I really like the profile of this one. She's going to peak at the right time. 72 is a great price. The other one kind of has a different profile. The horse is called Porter Fortuna. Um, Donica O'Brien and O'Sheen Murphy rides. This horse has had six starts, so it's been much busier. Has won four of them. Really dangerous profile. It's got good form on that ground we're talking about. Good to firm. And I think the um, step up to a mile um, will add a little bit to this horse's game as well. So, yeah, I like both of these. If I was going to pick one, I'd pick Carla's way. Um, but I can't see why both of them don't go well. So, yeah, a little nine by six exacta. Um, Chase might be the player here. I do like Porter Fortuna quite a bit. Um, if we look back at those starts, I mean, what, we got six starts. Five of them are over uh, good turf, and there are three wins over, the, over uh, a, you know, a, a for, firmer surface. So, uh, plus with the win, you know, debut over heavy at Cura, you got to think that this horse will run on yeah. broken broken glass outside where they filmed the movie Roadhouse, more than likely. Um, yeah, that's pretty good carla's way is another one there was a horse in here that i liked quite a bit that i kind of want to get your take on that was a shipper let me see i believe it was one of the aiden o'briens it was actually a longer price uh the five content at 15 to 1 with ryan moore up aiden o'brien uh has run into soft courses the last two one last out but had a disappointing finish if you go back it's got some pretty good form in the in the good uh tracks you know running at a uh, leopardstown and ascot well not at ascot but at leopardstown specifically yeah it's a it's got a bit of an inconsistent profile um it's a galileo so it's nicely bred and sometimes you just have to run them regardless of the ground if they, if there's no gonna there's gonna be no break in the weather um then like the last two races both over soft going for this one sixth of seven and then a win so you don't really know what to take out of it. And that's probably what makes the price. I mean, uh, O'Brien doesn't bring these things um, w without a shot. Ryan Moore takes the ride. Yeah, I wouldn't put you off at all. And O'Brien is quite good at popping up with very often with his second or third string. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't put you off that one at all. Got say good, good win at the Curra, a nice win at Leopardstown in the Maiden. So it hasn't quite hit the heights of the others. These are two-year-olds, man. They've got so much improvement left. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put you off that at all, Chief. With that pedigree, you got, I mean, the mile, okay, might might be too short for it. Uh, you Galileo yeah. on top, and I think it was out of a, uh, uh, I already scrolled away from it, but uh, I believe the uh, Dark Angel might have been the mayor. Uh, kind of... Yeah, it was Mecca's Angel um, who was yeah. out of Dark Angel. All right, so moving on, we're hitting the B.C., juvenile turf this is the big turf race for the two-year-olds on friday it's race nine 
Now, Aiden O'Brien, I'm looking through here. He's got a lot of entries. You don't seem to be a fan of any of them. Who do you like? Oh, I, and why don't you like Aiden O'Brien? Yeah, I, I don't know. None of these blew my skirt up, Chase, when I had a look. Um, yeah, I, I mean, my last um, my last little note here um, says tell get Chase to 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 make make a case for a US winner. We've got River River Tiber in first, um, who will be the Ryan Moore um, mount. He's uh, three to one. Is River Tiber? What is first three starts? Um, has had back-to-back thirds in Group 1s, um, over six furlongs. So, I mean, those back-to-back thirds just make that one vulnerable for me. You've then got Unquestionable at 4-1. to one. Um, Only one win from five, and he's been beaten favourite three times. So for the four defeats, three of those were beaten favourites again. We're just talking about muscle memory, Chase. One of the first things you look at is I'm happy to put a line through that. doesn't matter what the horse's name is. You show me a beaten favourite three out of four times. I'll put a line through it easy. Um, the other one I actually um, appealed most. I'm just trying to find the price on this Mountain Bear. Um, you can still get about twelve to one on Mountain Bear. And up until today, um, I actually saw. I've been watching a little bit of trackside content, some of the clockers, clockers corner, that sort of thing. And I was sweetest on this one until I saw that. Um, and actually, it hasn't. Um, this horse hasn't looked very well. It's been really on its toes, sweated up, maybe not, hasn't travelled very well. Although Aidan O'Brien says that's just his personality. It just doesn't really do it for me. But again, the profile, seven races, two wins, won a listed race at Dundalk. Dundalk is generally terrible racing. It's a D-Gen, like, Friday night. It's horrible, all weather, under the floodlight. It's like if I, when I'm having a bet at one o'clock in the morning and I end up at, Presque Downs or sort of Mountaineer Park, something like, something that's clearly dog shit, but you want a bit. That's where this horse has been winning. So I actually thought it had some improvement in it, but I didn't like what the clock has said, what the um the the judges said. So yeah, I didn't really like any of them. Chase, unfortunately. You know, I I like Mountain Bear. Actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that horse. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that that's the uh, pseudonym I go under whenever I'm on grinder in the Denver airport, uh, the mountain bear. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I can't. So I'm not sure if I can make a, a, a case for an American horse. I do like mountain bear. Like you mentioned, it would be nice to get a, an upset over, over river Tiber. Cause I mean, it's not like we, we don't really watch the breeders cup on Friday uh, for uh, sensible prices to, to yeah. win for fun we like to see something a little bit crazy happen so I, i'm with you it's a mountain bear is something i i'd take a look at let's see if i had to you know stake my name to a american horse it might be someone like my boy prince that horse has a little bit of the makings of a loose on the lead kind of kind of look just from the, no. the pace set up when i'm when i'm gla- glancing at it i mean for one, it's only a mile. I mean, you mean to tell me that a horse just run its eyeballs out for a mile and win? Uh, I've seen it happen. I saw Nick's go do it at Keeneland in the Breeders' Cup, uh, you know, uh, in the Breeders' Cup uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so I, I I think that if I had an American horse, I, I'd go that way. I do like Mountain Bear quite a bit, though, especially at that price. All right. 
What price is that My Boy Prince uh, cheese? Because I'm just having a little look now, and it definitely piqued my interest. It's got the third highest official rating here on a, on on British rating. So, um, what price can we get that at? Morning lines eight to one here. I'm not oh, sure okay. what you what you can get fixed. Uh, if you can get something greater than that fixed, I mean, I I would maybe jump all over it because this feels like the kind of horse that like the the computer wagering might jump all over because of its kind of lone speed sort of thing. It's sort of they, they kind of they they dig on speed figures and there's a 98 back there uh, at uh, Woodbine uh, over the summer in the Simcoe. So it might try to tee off on that sort of speed figure and you'll see it take a bunch of money. I'm not sure if they're letting the computer assisted wagering into the Breeders' Cup pools, but I guess for you, you get to bet fixed odds. So it's not quite as uh, yeah. not, not quite as pressing. But for the local folks, we're talking about winning big and we're talking about doing it smarter. Like our friends at Hall of Fame Bets, where you can win bigger, bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which players stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We're busy winning with my my boy across the pond. I love this gentleman. I love I love him like a brother already, Mr. Malcolm Bamford. Uh, we're talking Euros. We're talking Saturday now. Uh, the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, uh, the the one that we were interested in from from across the pond, uh, scratch Algiers, uh, decided to 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 uh, drop off. We can still talk about the Dirt Mile if you have anything hot there, uh, or we can uh, take a take a a step to the next race, whichever whichever floats your boat or blows up your skirt, as you would say. No, I have nothing for that. I quite liked um Algiers. I, I, Really, that was dependent on on how you thought Cody's wish was going to go, but um, as it's gone now, now we can we can blow past that one. Just for reference, I've got my boyfriend here at ten to one fixed odds chase. That's, I mean, I could be could be a good sign that that you get a little bit of value there uh, compared to the uh, the pair of mutuals. So, BC Philly Mare Turf. Now this has got a little bit of distance on it. Uh, let's see. Get clicked. There is the mile and a quarter, and I love that they're doing this on the hillside turf, kind of. They're not really starting, like, all the way up the hill, but it's a little bit coming out of the chute. I like that they're doing it. it, You know, this is going to be a tall order, I think, for the Europeans because you have horses like an Italian who's just a speedball on the front on that damn San Anita turf. But Mal has a couple Euros to look at. Who do you got, Mal? Um, Yeah, the the two... Most interesting ones, top the market here. Um, uh, in Spiral, um, who Frankie to Tory um, will ride. So this won the Sun Chariot um, and won at Deauville in France before that. But this was another one I've kind of been put off um, by the the trackside news this week. I think, I mean, you bear in mind these are these are young fillies, and as we all know, uh, they can be a little bit flighty. Um, a little bit um, unpredictable, shall we say. And I don't think Inspiral's been um, inspiring, no pun intended, much confidence uh, with the way she's been working. Um, 
back at uh, back at Santa Anita this week. So I wasn't really keen on that one. The second one in is another Aidan O'Brien, Ryan Moore effort. Um, and it, the horse is called Warm Heart. And it's got really, really good form. It's won a group one at Longchamp. Um, it won the Yorkshire Oaks just down the road from me. Um, has a Royal Ascot win as well. Really, really versatile, this horse, um, in terms of ground, in terms of trip. Um, has a really good attitude as well. Quite a professional um, for, really, a, a three-year-old filly. She's got quite a professional attitude. So I, I like that. That's round about three to one. But there's another one further down, which is called Lumiere Rock. And that's Joseph O'Brien's horse, in Sun. 14 to one is a really nice price. Um, has finished behind Warm Heart before, but not by far. Um, and I wouldn't rule this one out at all. If you were going with an old-fashioned British bet, a little each-way bet, um, I would have Lumiere Rock in there as well, Chase. And uh, for people who don't speak uh, the, the the King's English, I guess I have to say Kings now, um, each way is uh, the, the equivalent of an American win place or technically win place show, but they don't, yeah. they, they pay their, their place bets to third pay, place there. Um, I'm glad that I could be this uh, like cultural attache to, to help with that. Diplomatic. Moving on. I'm actually really excited to hear you talk about this next race uh, because you're going to talk about uh, two horses that I like a whole lot. And I think you might know which one I'm on already. Uh, we're talking about the BC mile. You're going to be talking dolphin horses, Maj and master of the seas. Uh, what, what, what do you have to say about Maj and master of the season? I'll, I'll give you a coin toss as to which one, which one I'm behind. All right. Well, yeah. So I don't know which one you're on. Um, one of these I really like, and one of these I really don't chase. So I'm either going to make or break your evening in the next 30 okay. seconds. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go. Maj is in at four to one. There's a range of prices actually. She's as low as, um, Five to two in places, uh, but you can get four to one on Maud. Um, Maud's won the 1,000 guineas uh, classic here on the 7th of May, and then had a really long break. It was out till the 14th of October, came back with a grade one win at Keeneland, has won four in a row as a three-year-old, and it's really hard to pick holes in this form. And very much like the horse we talked about earlier on, who'd had the break, um, who was that? Uh, Carla's Way. I think that's a bonus, um, relatively fresh in compared to other horses have been on the go all year. Master of the Seas is six to one. That's Charlie Appleby and William Buick for Godolphin. Firstly, it's got a really bad draw. Apparently, it was an audibly bad draw. Uh, drew gas gasps of disappointment in the room. Um, and the price drifted as a result. I think they were very similar prices, these two horses, but Master of the Seas has drifted a couple of points. Um, really lightly raced has raced three times in the Middle East this year, then once at Ascot, where it won the Summer Mile, um, and had tuned up in a couple of minor events at Woodbine in Keeneland. Um, I was happy to swerve this horse anyway, and then the draw came in, um, and draw 14 is not ideal. So of the two, I am much, much, much confident uh, about Morge Chase. So was that the right answer or the wrong answer? That was the correct answer. Um Woo! If you'll notice in the notes uh, on the jockey silks and hat color, you'll find that Maj is the white hat. White hat. You've remembered. I, I, I sing that angle to the rooftops, and I always say my buddy Mal Bamford's white dolphin 
angle. So I not only do I remember it, but I also credit credit you for it. So yes, Thank it was you. it was a million percent Maj. It was always Maj. It was never not Maj. I guess and was is that the only say. reason because of the white out? Did you get any further? No, actually, I was on Maj in her last start too in the in the QE two at uh at uh, uh Keeneland, and I thought she just ran a really impressive race. I love the run style uh of wanting to actually go out to the front uh because i i think it really kind of pays off in these sort of races when you have all these like european invaders who are uh more apt to sit back off the pace it feels like you know the horse has a little bit you know has performed pretty well but like that run style just doesn't do as well in, in the in the uk and i think it could really show off here um i will say though we might all be uh congratulating our, our future horse racing overlords the japanese with a song line <laughs> yeah. in that race um moving on let's see on to the bc turf uh good god what aiden o'brien's got like five here he's got like two uh it's pretty much the entire uh aisle all the British Isles showed up to run in the, the BC turf, I think. Um, just help me make sense of this. Help me make sense. Yeah, this is the race that makes most sense as the one that's farmed by uh, farmed by the, the Europeans. The mile and a half on the turf, so the two things that we like, grass and a little bit of distance. Um, so the top four in the market are all Euro shippers here. Um, you've got August... Rodan, uh, first in at three to one. Uh, Aidan O'Brien won the Epsom Derby, won the Irish Derby, won the Irish Champion Stakes. Uh, that was back on the 9th of September and comes straight here from that. Stall five is absolutely fine. The form here is rock solid, absolutely rock solid. Um, the only thing that puts me off a little bit, um, is that it's been quite a long, arduous year. I mean, two derbies, you very often. I mean, we know we talk about the American Triple Crown. That mile and a half can bottom a horse out. So that's the only negative, but it's a small one. Um, and if this horse is um, as good as he has been in those races, we'll take all the beating. The one I prefer here is Mostadaf, also three to one. John and Thady Gosden with Jim Crowley up. Bit of a different profile here. Uh, this horse is a five-year-old. Um, won the Prince of Wales at Ascot in June at 10 to one. Won the Judd Monty International at York. These are the premium uh, 12 furlong races over here that this horse is winning. And just had a 73-day break. Apparently, again, going back to the uh, the people on track, it's looked absolutely great this week. Trained really well. A model professional, this thing. Um, so that would be my selection. Um, you've got King of Steel in there at 6-1, to one, who was the Roger Varian inmate. Um, ran really well all year. It's hard to, um, to pick any holes here. Ran second at the Derby. This horse often just finds a couple of the really top-class horses too good. And if that's the story again here, uh, that's no use to it. The other one is um, Onesto 8-1, to which is the French charge. Um, it's uh, well, Chappé um, and, and Guillaume is the combination here. Just doesn't win enough. Four years old. Third in the arc, which is good. It's really well-travelled. It's ran in the Japan Cup before. Um, but just doesn't get his head in front, and I don't think has the class of Mostadaf. Mostadaf, if you're going to take anything from this 40 minutes of silliness, Mostadaf's the one that I think people should take, Chase. Nice. Uh, I mean, well-traveled horse, that's for sure. It, it, it's won everywhere it's went. 
Uh, it, it's a shatty. Frankel on top. Uh, out of uh, Hendasa, who's a, a Dubawi uh, uh, mayor. And just the productivity of the mayor itself in terms of what the has produced and the fact that it's Shadwell. It's it's about impeccably, impeccably bred. I'm about to blow your mind. I was ready Ooh. to just roll over, to just take King George's taxes and say, I'm fine, I'll pay the taxes. I've decided, though, it's a revolution, baby. I think I think you get an American winner this year. Oh, what? I, yeah. Yeah, I think you can get an American winner. And I think the interesting thing was uh, the scratch of the six gets smoking. Because now the pace only comes from one place. And that horse is 30 to one. And its name is Balladeer. I'm not sure if the horse is necessarily fast enough to win it, but it's going to have every chance to want run alone on the front. Uh, completely unencumbered, and sometimes those horses get brave. And then, yeah, I mean, we've also got horses like our gal, warlike goddess, as I like to call her, our gal. Um, and then, I mean, outside of that, uh, up to the mark, uh, you know, has a case if he wins this race for North American Horse of the Year. So, I mean, we we maybe could could see an American winner. Um, now, if we lose, will I be shocked? No, absolutely, absolutely not. They're generally just better than us over there. Um, not only in horse racing, but life. Uh, I feel like their swear words are better. Um, you know, they like uh, fun rap, like Dizzy Rascal, Lady Sovereign. That's it. That's all the, the, the oh, uh, Wiley. That's another one I can name. Uh, when you're age a little bit of your chase. A little bit. Little bit. I have a few I it shows my age because the only Wiley song I know has Idris Elba from The Wire featured uh <laughs> in it. All right. Moving on. We've got one more race, and it is the turf sprint. Uh I like that they're putting these sprints at the end of this card, uh, quite honestly. Uh in, instead of all of them being earlier. And yeah, there's bukus of uh American horses where I think they they would be competitive, but there are so many good european horses here too uh who are we looking out for so this was the one race that's got a couple of different names i mean how many times have i said aiden o'brien ryan were except the sofa this is the one where you've got a couple of um sort of smaller independent types so um and again it's the two europeans at the top of the market the first one's a really good story the horse is called live in the dream and it's trained by adam west um adam west not a household name in this country at all very often can be found at the provincial tracks around the place. Um, he's a dual-purpose trainer, so he has flat horses, and he has jumpers, so you see him out in the middle of winter, around Foss Lass and Huntingdon and Worcester, all these little jump tracks. Um, really good story, so really like him. This the horse has been really, really busy. This These UK sprint seasons are fun, a fun season. It's almost like a sort of a Diamond League athletics where the same 28 horses will go around these tracks. And you get these massive cavalry charges. We've seen, you're aware of them from watching Royal Ascot. You'll see oh, yeah. a 28 with a cavalry charge. Um, and Living the Dream's done really well in those. So it, it won the Nunthorpe Stakes, which is the big five furlong sprint at York, um, at 28 to 1. Um, beating Highfield Princess. Now, Highfield Princess is a top quality performer. And it's ran well in the other decent sprints as well. Um, the only issue I've got is recently as April, this horse was running in handicaps at small track. I mean, Pontefract in Yorkshire is just a little Tuesday afternoon track. It was running in Pontefract handicaps. Um, 
So as great a story as it is, I think it has to find something a little bit too good. Um, but there is another one, same price, so you can get a little bit of five to one about the horse called Bradsell, um, which is Archie Watson and Luke Morris. Now, this combination, Watson and Morris, I will get wrong every single day. If I fade them, they win. If I back them, they lose. 100% of the time, no problem. It's dead easy. Um, but, th so this one on the sprint circuit won the King's Stand at Royal Ascot, which is a game, I mean, that's 30 horses, I think. Um, Bradsell finished third in that Nunthor that live in the dream one. Um, has won over six furlongs a couple of times. And it's my, um, this is my preference. I think this has got a better profile than living the dream. So of these two, um, I like Bradsell at five to one, Chase. I'll take the somewhat uh, European horse here. Um, a little, a little horse that uh, stole America's heart uh, on Kentucky Derby Saturday. He's three lengths behind this long shot. Who's 38 to one and has got a three-length lead coming down to the wire. Late move from Motorius is flying, coming to the finish, and it's a huge upset by Nobles over Motorius. Nobles, never forget, never forget, uh, because it's in. It's actually in police blotters from the day uh, that that happened. Because I was just randomly uh, kicking doors in the neighborhood and yelling, "Nobles, now what, bitch?" Uh, and that, of course, got the police called on me. Um, man, that that's it. Those are all the euros to consider per our uh, resident euro. Wait, well, kind of. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't know how to. How do you feel? Do you? How do you feel being called European? Are you are you European or are you British? You know, I feel like that's the distinction. I think you you probably know me well enough to know I couldn't care less. I'm, that's, a, that's an excellent point. This is true. Yeah. Got, it, not just the, in great lengths in my lifetime, Chase, I go to great lengths to not have an opinion on anything. Um, there we go. And that's something I really don't need to have an opinion on. So it's really easy to not have one. Yeah, I don't know. Do what you want. Yeah. It does not affect me one little bit. There we go. Uh, I'm I'm glad that it took us 41 minutes to realize that you had zero opinions on, on anything yeah. that we were, that we were talking about. Uh, I was, I, I, you talked to the British accents, therefore I thought that you were official and therefore, you know, had all sorts of, <laughs> all sorts of, 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 uh, opinions. That's going to do it for us here on the Notorious OTV. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back Friday. Uh, it's, it's picks time tomorrow. Uh, we got Barry. That's right. The sniper, Barry Spears. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at every single bc juvenile race and we're, we're putting them on the table we're playing at home run derby bc bc breeders cup betting challenge style with a ten thousand dollar budget how we would play it uh and then we're gonna do the same thing for matthew DeSantis and uh sarah l Badway, who if you listen to the show you know if you're new to the show you can catch her on america's day at the races on fox sports one or two they kind of flip back and forth uh or uh, talking horses on uh youtube on the uh naira horse racing channel uh, so they will be joining me, Mal. I'm gonna do something again with you in like 30 minutes, but it's it's always a pleasure to see your your beaming face from from across the pond. My favorite European by proximity. I really enjoyed it, mate. I always look forward to it. Love the show. My um 12 year old boy is lying just behind me here. He's very much enjoyed the music. Um, <laughs> I keep right. seeing him. He sort of sit like a little meerkat every time you've dropped one of your tubes. He's like, yeah. well, you don't normally play stuff that cool, Dad. So what's this music coming? So 
You've got you've got one new fan anyway, if nothing else. It turns out he should have been born in Atlanta or Houston, Texas, uh, with his taste in hip hop. Yes, looks that way. <laughs> All right, we will see you. Uh, I'll see you in like 30 minutes. Everyone who I actually don't see, so I don't know why I said that, you'll hear me tomorrow. Talk to you later.